0: Welcome to episode three, Go Get Em Adilities podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes, and I'm here with my daughter, Emma Hughes. Hi, Emma. Hi, everyone. We are talking today about uh, get over it, or you'll get over it, as in you have a bad run, you have a bad training day, you'll get over it. Your dog will eventually get over the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're talking about disappointments in uh, either training, practice, trials, and how we manage to get over it so that we can continue on without fretting uh, a run gone wrong. So I would like to hear from you, Emma, if you have a way
1: that you get over it. I just say to myself... You'll get over it. And I do it for a lot of things in life, not just agility. Um, and it kind of ha- it happens um, a lot with big disappointments. So I remember, uh, I believe it was last year. Oh, it's 2022 already. Well, it's almost March. So I should know that by now. <laughs> um, so 2021, uh, I had a few runs that could get me a buy into the US World Team tryouts. I think it was for EO or WAO, one of those. I wanted that really really badly like you have no idea I I sat and thought about this for forever I was like I'm gonna get on I'm gonna get on I gotta get on I have to get on I have to and I didn't I I did not do well on the courses did not get to go to tryouts and of course did not make the team and I was really really sad about that for a very long time not for a very long time but you know pretty pretty beat up about it um and this is where you'll get over it happens is because what's happened has happened so you just kind of have to deal with it as uh the lion king says you can either run from the past or you can turn around and face it something along those lines you'll get over it is really not what people say in agility and you'll get over it's a very 1950s suck it up that's true um also can i mention um you'll get over it as circumstantial so like um, I don't know how to bring this in, but one of my gym teachers in middle school, her name was Miss Stooky, and uh, she had a shirt that said, calm down, bro. It's P.E., not the Olympics. And I think that works for Argus, too, where it's like, it's OK to fail. Calm down, bro. It's Argus, not E.O. So one of the things that
0: I remember one of your coaches saying when you were on the, the Junior Open Team USA was you have five minutes to go and be disappointed and then you need to come back and cheer for your teammates. I thought that you handled uh, those five minutes really well. Um, I remember um, you taking a few moments to yourself and then you immediately, you know, said good job to Millie and you went off and cheered on your teammates. Uh, Are there other ways that you help yourself to get over a disappointing run or how do you turn around a training session that is going in a direction that you don't want it to go? Do you have some strategies for us?
1: Yeah. I think my strategies have changed a lot, uh, especially in the past few years, especially with a really soft dog, like Dottie, um, especially in training. Um, I'll start with training cause I think that's a little bit easier, uh, for me anyway to get over it <laughs> um i found with training especially with contacts um i was getting very very frustrated not with Dottie particularly but just the fact that i couldn't find the right method for her um, i really i wanted really really fast strong running contacts and it's still actually a work in progress today <laughs> um and i just i couldn't find anything and that was really frustrating and i found um that when we would have a bad session, I try to end it on as good as a session as I could, a uh, good rep as I could. And then I thought, well, I have to do something to cheer myself up because Dottie doesn't know, but I have to do something to cheer myself up. And Dottie is quite good at weave pulls. Um, I think they're fun to watch, and I think that they're fun to teach. And so I would do weave pulls, um, and that's kind of why I can do kind of weird things in the weave holes, like I can, um, I'm starting, I'm trying to run backwards these days. I'll send her in and then I'll run in the complete opposite direction. Uh, Shout out to Jordan Biggs, who can do that very, very well. In trials, it's harder because, you know, everything that you've worked for, everything that you might doubt about yourself, if you have a poor run that's been solidified. And so it's a little bit harder to get over it in trials. Um, Right now, I just kind of go for a walk. I'll just kind of do a little loop um, around the facility, and then I'll come back. Sometimes um, I'll go sit in the car and I'll just like eat something, and uh, you know, that helps as well. Um, never, I never let Dottie know. Dottie does not know. Dottie has no thoughts on the matter. Dottie doesn't know what disappointment is. Dottie's never experienced it. So when you're in practice and you
0: are struggling with something, you'll break rather than get into a rabbit hole and things are just keep getting not improving you'll go and do something else and then will you come back to it and try it again do you do
1: oh, personality
0: yeah, make it um, easier for her
1: right we're lucky enough to where we can go out every day right um so generally i'll stop and i'll go out the next day um I would imagine if I were um, training, if I was paying to be, to train, I would probably have a little break in the middle of doing something that I liked. And then I go back to it at the end. Um, the issue with the end is that, you know, you always wanna have a last good rep of whatever you're doing. And so that can be a little bit of an issue. If you know for a fact that you're not gonna do well at the end, like if you know your dog just doesn't get it and you need to do more research, I, I wouldn't. Um, but if you're thinking maybe it's just, a little break for me and not the dog. I'd go back.
0: Yeah. And when I'm training, I have absolutely no problem with saying, right, this isn't working quit for the day or, you know, quit for an hour quit for some time. I don't have to have that. The last rep was the best rep or, or was a, um, a, a finished product at all. I know that if I leave it alone for a little bit of time and come back to it with a fresh perspective that we'll eventually get it. Um, so I don't have any problem with just quitting a training right in the middle.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with that as well. Um, because I do think that we have uh, this, you know, old dogs can't learn new tricks drilled into our heads, but I found with um, Millie especially that you can always retrain you can retrain anything and you can train new things all the time. And so nice. don't worry, you know, if you end up poorly because you can always retrain it, you really can. It's, it's excellent. That's, what's so good about agility. So what, what, what strategies do you have though, for
0: trials? You mentioned that you'll go for a walk around the, the place um, around whatever trial you're at. You'll go to the car, you'll get something to eat. Um, how do you, bounce back quickly so there's quite a few times when you when you end a run didn't go as planned and you have to immediately step in and start walking another course right you have like a a a switch or something that you can just like I'll get over it and then walk right back into the ring and walk a new course forget about the old course and do you have The ability to turn yourself Um, to say, I'll get over it and walk in. Yeah,
1: you know, I I used to beat myself up a lot. I used to be very, very, very harsh on myself. I'm never on Dottie, but um, a little bit on myself, like, oh, why didn't I get that? You know, I could have gotten it. Why didn't I? You know, for holes or contacts or tunnels or whatever. and that didn't help because that's all I was thinking about. My next run, I'm like, oh, I was so bad on that last run. Why didn't I do it? Why didn't I do a blind or whatever? And that did not help. My next run would then be even worse, probably, because I didn't remember the course. I was beating up on myself. And so that didn't help. So instead, um, I I think um, a lot of uh, teenagers like this, we like a redemption arc. And I I am one of those people. I love a redemption arc. And so I kind of see... The next run as i like okay it's time to redeem myself i can do this um everybody likes an underdog right and so that's kind of the mentality i have if i don't do well on that on the last run you know if it's just been a bad day um i'll make a list of stuff that i need to do um i, I see this in seminars a lot too i do this all the time in seminars um because i walked i remember walking into the Enya seminar thinking that i was gonna rock it and that first day we did okay, but we did not do as well as I thought. And she gave me one of the most excellent lists for agility for skills to work on that I've ever gotten in my life. Um, Sarah Baker did as well with um, the in and in command. She was the first person to ever introduce me to in and in. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, I don't need that." And she was so right. She's like, "Just train it." Just see what happens. And so they have taught me to make lists. So I'll see where things went wrong in trials um, and in practice too. And I'll make lists of things that I need to work on. Go and train them. Yeah, I believe that I have a built-in forgetter.
0: I think I think I was born with this thing because uh, I can instantly let go of a run and walk onto a new course and be able to con- put my full concentration into this next class. Um, now I have had where, um, I went into the, uh, we we're, were going to the National Agility Championship in Oklahoma uh, a couple of years ago, uh, last year, I guess it was last year. Yeah, and a few months ago. Mm-hmm. The, the weekend prior <laughs> or the weekend prior to us leaving, um, I had put myself in for uh, all the classes, the full weekend, because I wanted m- me to experience all that pressure of all the classes. I wanted my dog to experience being almost overloaded so that we were mimicking what what I thought would be close to the National Agility Championships. And we went down on every single run by one thing all weekend. And I remember leaving that weekend going, all right, (laughs) this is not the best way to go to Oklahoma. Uh, I prepared to have a a rocking weekend. Jinx had been doing beautifully up to that point. And we had some stuff that kind of sidelined our lives at that exact moment. And so my mind was slightly preoccupied. But I remember ending that weekend going, it's okay, Just forget this weekend go to Oklahoma and enjoy yourself. And we went to Oklahoma and we were one run away from being in finals. And I was so proud of him. And it was just one mistake, one tiny mistake in in the final hybrid run um, that that kept us out of finals. But I remember thinking, don't let last weekend bother you in the least because it is a snippet of what we had done over the full year. so yeah, having a built-in forgetter for me is definitely a key element. Uh,
1: and I think it's also important to have different levels of you'll get over it. Um, I know that I have not gotten over um, quite a few EOJ runs, and I <laughs> lay awake and I'm like, oh man, why didn't I get that? But I think as long as that it doesn't affect your career, you know. I think you'll be okay because for national events and for international events, it can be kind of a pain, you know, when you've gone all this way and it's just one little thing that you missed. Um, especially, you know, if you don't redeem yourself, like the I was odds saying. odds are so against you though, right? Oh, I mean, really, like really You know, everybody's there for a reason, right? You yeah, are they there. All want, they all you want are all eligible this. to win, right. right? You are there for a reason. You are there because you can win. Right. So, Yeah. Um, I think for new agility handlers, uh, you'll get over it. It's a bit hard as well because, you know, if it's your first time in a trial, you know, it's your first agility dog, first time in a trial. And agility is one of the few sports where nobody really tells you if you're ready or not. You know, you can never really know if you're ready for agility until you step into that ring. And so as a new person, you know, you walk into the ring and um, run, does not go as planned, did not go like it was in training and you've just, you're very nervous, you know, you're shaking. Um, if you're me, you feel like you have to go to the bathroom, you know, and you're like, oh man. And then your run doesn't go well. And you've just solidified that knowledge that you've been, you know, all the doubts all of a sudden they've come true. And so that's where you'll get over it. It's a little bit harder for beginners because, you know, I've been doing mom and I've been doing agility for a very long time. And so, you know, silly mistakes. I'm like, oh, you know, we'll get that next time. It's fine. But you know, if you've never made those silly mistakes before, because you've never gone through a trial, you don't see them as silly mistakes. And so it's a little bit harder to get over it.
0: So mom, do you have any um, recommendations for new people? It might feel permanent to you for sure. If this is your first trial and your dog went sniffing or your first trial and your dog did zoomies, Uh, do I have recommendations for new people? don't quit before it happens that's first thing uh, go home and keep training and train your dog to get over the bar in xyz fashion train yourself to handle as best you possibly can and this is where it gets tough because if you don't know how much your handling is causing the dog either stress or mistakes then it's hard to fix that but handling by far learning good handling is by far one of the best ways to get over it um, to memorize your course so that you don't get lost memorize when you're going to put your front cross in when you're going to call your dog their name or an in and in or a here those are some of the key elements now a dog sniffing—that's a little bit more of a of a different kettle of bar to get over
1: <laughs> a, a what? A little bit of hard harder of a bar to get over it.
0: Well, only because yeah, it's just like the pun. The pun—it's right? a great pun. It's a great <laughs> pun. And the, the, <laughs> problem with, the problem with sniffing is that you don't know if you're dealing with handler error. You don't know if you're dealing with just environmental stress. If a dog has. Um, they sniffing is one of those things that is inherently um, uh, calming to dogs. And so dogs will naturally sniff not only the ground, but they'll air scent, they'll ground scent to make themselves feel better. And it's self-rewarding. So it is definitely a tough uh, bar to get over when your dog is sniffing.
1: I think uh, this doesn't have anything to do with sniffing um, because I have been lucky enough to never, I've only ever had two agility dogs, um, two and a half. Jinx was kind of mine, (laughs) but I've never had that issue with sniffing. And so um, I was really, really lucky in that regard. But about the handling, I think there's also a little bit of um, thinking outside the box as well with handling is um, kind of expecting unexpected. Um, And I think this is also where kids, become very, very good assets and agility because they think of things that most people wouldn't really consider. So, um, you know, be prepared, train your dog literally for anything. I used to train weave poles. Um, I'd send my dog into the weave poles and then they do cartwheels beside her. And so training that, solidifying that, you know, means that okay. I know she won't mess up in the weave poles. I know she has strong weave poles. Well, when you were doing that, I
0: remember when you were would twirl. You would do a cissay oh, yes. and you would twirl. And you weren't twirling to proof your dog in a cissay. No, I was not. You were <laughs> doing that to distract. I was four. God. You were just <laughs> that's who you were, and you naturally put that into her training regime, and it led you to do other things. And that is definitely kids naturally throw difficult elements at the dog when they're training that they don't even know they're naturally doing. And the Mm -hmm. dogs learn within those elements. And as adults, our our inhibitions of embarrassing ourselves or uh, just thinking outside the box gets interrupted when we aren't willing to act a little bit like a kid in our training and it definitely takes kids further in their in their agility careers because their dogs are proofed
1: for xyz at home and it helps in a trial situation as well i can guarantee that me twirling around millie while she was in a sit stay was a lot weirder than say the timer going off right millie was probably more weirded out by the fact that this Tiny child is like giggling and screaming and twirling around in front of her and she has to stay then a timer going ready you know right and so she's she's so she's been proofed um i'm not saying that you know you have to do cartwheels in the weevils <laughs> um with your dog but just think of weird things that you would not encounter in a trial right just um, in your hands Uh, Yeah,
0: your knees a little bit higher, or
1: yeah, making weird sounds, you know, like zigzags,
0: yeah, Yeah. waving
1: a toy, squeaking a
0: toy, all those things definitely help generalize for the dog in other scenarios, yeah, for sure. I guess the big takeaway for me is in the you'll get over it is one, be gentle with yourself, two, train, keep training train your dog, train yourself, um, and learn that one run, one trial is not the end all and be all of agility and keep going, keep going, mm-hmm. teach your dog to get over it, teach yourself to get over it.
1: Yeah. And if you need to talk to somebody, um, I've been lucky enough, you know, I can always not complain, but I can always, you know, vent to you um so i've been lucky in that regard but you know if you really do feel like you're struggling like this is actually taking a toll on you find somebody to talk to you know there's there's no shame in in letting out your frustration and letting out you know maybe your sadness um or you know whatever it is just don't ever take it out on the dog Dottie has never had a negative thought in her life i know that except for maybe about the cat but Dottie does not know the word failure. She doesn't. And I do a lot. You know, I've done a lot of, a lot of bad moves on courses, just like really weird stuff that nobody should do. And so I have beat myself over that, but I've never beat Dottie over it ever. So the dog should never know to get over. The dog should never have to get over it.
0: And when, when you do talk to me, I always encourage you to
1: yeah you're always yeah. like oh come on don't yeah. say that and, and oh my I, God, was, wrong. So, I always uh, want
0: to know what did go well
1: right like, exactly
0: yeah but this didn't go well however look at what did go well look at the distance that you got on or look at the sends that you got on or look at the difficult entrance to you know a jump or a weave pull, or um look at what you did pull off because of right. the 18 obstacles that are out there it's only one out of those 18 that usually goes incorrect wow. which you know changes yeah. the run entirely however 17 out of those op- 17 out of 18 of those obstacles were done correctly
1: yeah. and some
0: of them done with a, a, a lot of training put in to get some of the difficult uh, concepts right. that are out there
1: yeah. so
0: when yeah, Agility you know,
1: is oh sorry I'll let you go when you come
0: off a run disappointing or not find something that you really liked of what your dog did
1: yeah yeah and I think agility is really a hard hard sport because you can't blame anybody but yourself right you really can't like Dottie is to the point now where if something goes wrong on course I'd be willing to put money down that it's me right so you can't blame the obstacles You can't blame the dog. You can blame the judge, but that's in poor taste. Um, And you can't blame, you know, the environment because it's always different. And so you can never predict it. And so it is hard to know that every time, you know, you come off that run with an NQ, that it's like, yeah, that was me. You know, that was me with bad training or me with inadequate training or me with a bad handling decision. But um, so that is hard. It really is. But when that cue does come along, oh boy. Yeah, I got you. Get over it real fast yes. <laughs> when that cue does come you out. You got to get over <laughs> the end
0: cues to go find the queue for sure. Well, thank you, Emma, for joining me on another Go Get Em Agility podcast. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs>